Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Pen Addict Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that you love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley. Happy New Year to you all. I am joined, as always, by my good friend, the Pen Addict himself, the shining firework of pen knowledge, that is, Mr. Brad Dowdy. How are you, sir? Well, hopefully uh, my pens and inks don't explode, explode as much as the fireworks did on, on New Year's Eve. Exactly. It was a, it was a New Year's-themed introduction for you That's today. Right. And Happy New Year to you, Mike. And to you, sir, and to you. So we, we, we're actually going to talk a bit about some uh, stationary resolutions today, and we'll talk about that in a bit, right? That's going to be right. the, main, the main topic for the show today. But um, we've, got, we've got a little bit of follow-up before... Yeah, just wanted to touch base on a really good email we got um, into the to the pin attic to the seventy decibels address. So I'll let you give that address later. But um, it was basically from the perspective who's someone someone who is new to the show, new to the pin attic podcast, new to pins in general, new to reading the blog, things like that. And yeah, you know, the I won't, I won't read the email because it's pretty long. It was a really good email, but it was generally saying you know. I'm listening to these episodes, I'm new to this, and I find myself getting a little bit lost listening to some of the topics you guys are talking about, or some of the specific pins you're talking about, or some of the terminology that you're using, um, things like that. And, you know, Mike and I don't do it enough, or especially me, I don't do it enough. Sometimes I take for granted that, you know, everyone is kind of up to speed on some of the things we're talking about. I mean, I do, I definitely try to elaborate on new things or things that I'm learning about. I certainly don't know everything. Um, it's a learning process for me too. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to take away from this email is, you know, to try. And, and when I don't, you guys, you guys tell me, you know, send me emails, tweet me, say, Hey, can you elaborate more on this topic? Um, you know, you mentioned this term, what does it really mean? You know, um, when you're talking about like this email mentioned, you know, um, you know, is there different writing pressures that are involved when you're talking about writing lines or can you describe more of the, the paper density when you're talking about it? Is it porous? Is it glossy? Things like that. So, you know, trying to elaborate more, get a little bit more in depth on the specifics we're talking about so someone who's picking this show up uh brand new can kind of can kind of grasp more of what we're talking about then maybe do a little help them do a little bit more research on their own now when we started this podcast we did a couple of glossary episodes i think episode one and two were kind of dedicated to that is that right mike um i know it was episode one. one episode one was i'm not sure about episode two yeah episode two was about our favorite pens okay so you know we I do try to hit on some of the basic stuff when I remember to, but I'm not the best um, best at remembering to do that once uh, once my mouth gets to yap and I sometimes forget uh, the path I was headed on. So, you know, I, I appreciate this kind of email and what you listeners want to hear from me and Mike. And it, it's good to know that you there's some items and some topics that you need us to, you know, explain a little bit more, give a little bit more background. Um, is that kind of how you took this email, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I, I as you say, we, we didn't really. We always said that we were going to do episode one. We was going to do some glossary, give some terms, because you were going to teach me some stuff as well. Because I was very new to looking at pens in this way, and we always thought, oh, we refer people back to it. But I don't really think we've ever done that. So, 
if you are new to the show, or you know, and you you haven't listened to previous episodes, um, and I don't, I don't really think most people go back and listen because why would you? But you know, episode one um, is is a really good place to to. It's actually a good show. I recommend everybody listens to episode one. Um, I'm sure me and Brad will sound very different to what we do now. Uh, Brad is always a pro. It's only me that's had to improve. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. There's there's some good terms in hey, there. How some, many how many how many awards did you win on the golden headphones, buddy? All, all of them. Um, oh, okay, that's see, true. You I do run you it. So all of them. Ballot box is stuffed. <laughs> so uh, yeah, th- there's a lot of glossary terms there. But um, the the listener Hua who sent us the the email, uh, they suggested a a bunch of different terms as well. Um, you know, talking about trying to quantify scratchy and, and smooth writing things like that. And I, I, we're gonna. Um, I spoke to me and Brad were talking just before the show, and we're gonna do a uh, updated glossary episode mm. in the near future, talking about some of these things. Like for any long-term listeners, we always said that we would sort of do a fo- do an episode focused on left and right-handed writing and how that changes. I don't think we've ever done that either, and mm. that's something that they mentioned. So yes, it's it's we we love the feedback because it helps us keep in touch with what you want to hear and, and to tune the show. And there's a few ways you can do it. You can, you can email Brad directly at thepenaddict at gmail.com. Um, obviously we're both on social networks. I'm iMike um, on, on the app.net and Twitter. Brad is D O W D Y on app.net and put ISM on the end. So Dowdyism on Twitter, but you can uh, also get in touch with us via the contact form, which Brad mentioned, which is probably the easiest way, to be honest, because you don't have to remember any addresses. You just go to 70decibels.com forward slash contact, and you can just select the pen addict from the drop-down list, and that will find its way to us. So, uh, yeah, any of those ways, we love to we love to hear from the, uh, the pen addict community. Um, so get in touch and uh, let us know what you think, what you want to hear. Yeah, and I think just to, just to follow up the follow-up, I think we've covered a lot of, in the beginning, we covered a lot of 101 stuff. You know, and now I think it's we need to like uh, grow that a little bit and start covering a little bit more of the the next level stuff. You know, we're not. I'm never going to make it. You know, too high end or too technical because that's not how I am with this either. I'm not. I'm not the hardest of the hardcore. There's so many people that know have a a, a deeper knowledge, especially in fountain pens that we've been talking about more uh, than myself. But I think you know we kind of we started with the glossary 101 type terms and here's some of the terms you're going to be listening to and i think we've we left it at that and then continued to get a little bit more in depth with maybe um leaving out some of the explanation so we'll we'll definitely work on that so that sounds great exactly have you got any more follow-up um you you know i don't i don't think so this week i think uh I think I'm pretty much ready to to get into the episode. Oh, I did receive a tweet, and, and I could look for it, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head um, who it came from, asking me about the um, the uh, the pilot. Oh, what's the name of it? Uh, fifth. Gen- oh yeah, the mm-hmm. what's they call it? Fifth generation. What did they call it? The one we were just talking about last episode. Yeah, the fifth something. That's the Parker Parker, Parker. Fifth Ingenu- Ingenuity. That's it. The Parker Fifth Ingenuity. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody got in touch with me on Twitter and they asked if the refill would fit in a different pilot pen. Um, but from what I can see, the answer is probably no, because the the actual refill itself doesn't have like a screw or anything in it. It's I can only assume 
is friction held in or you clip it in in some way. Um, and I'm sure that's to stop people from uh, from doing that, from buying like cheaper bodies and putting the refills in them. But yeah, there's, there doesn't seem to be a mechanism for it. That, that yeah, that, just looking at the just looking at the picture of that one, that looked like a, uh, I guess you could say it's just a, like a proprietary refill. I don't think it's going to fit anything but that pen. I will find that tweet and I'll put it in the show notes because I actually took a photo of like a sort of close up ish photo of it for for that uh, that listener who got in contact um, to just to show them. Um, you know, this is. Uh, yeah, so you can see if that makes sense. You see what I'm trying to say? So they, I can oh say no, that. absolutely. Because I mean, one of the things I've talked about since I started the blog so many years ago is you know people wanting wanting to buy a Mont Blanc, and I was like, well, just go buy the refill and trim off you know an eighth of an inch and put in a G2 barrel, and there you have the. Are you buying it for the the writing performance, or you're buying it because you want to show off your Mont Blanc? Well, if you just want to, because you think it writes really well, just go buy the refill. Well, this would be the same case. If you could put this refill in a much cheaper barrel, you'd save yourself, you know, $150. But I, it, looking at it, it doesn't look like it's going to be that easy. No. So uh, I'll find that. I'm sure it was to Twitter and not app.net. But um, I will find it, and I will put it in the show notes. So if you want to see um, the tweet, and I'm sorry to the person, whoever it was that tweeted me, um, that I've not remembered that or didn't have that prepared, um, but yeah, if you want to see what, what the image and stuff, it will be in there for you to see. Cool. So um, before we get into our uh, our main topic for this week, shall I talk about Squarespace quickly? <laughs> yes, sir. Let's do it. So um, our our show, The Pen Addict, is always and has been for some time sponsored by those fine folks over at squarespace.com. Um, and they're continuing to support us into 2013. So let me tell you about Squarespace. They're a company that both me and Brad use because they are, quite simply, the best place to create a website. They give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace is a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, blog, or portfolio. If you want to see a beautiful Squarespace 6 site, go to penaddict.com and you will see it. And also, if you go to to Brad's site from any device, so you're looking on an iPad or an iPhone, they have responsive web design built into their beautiful templates. Um, It makes everything really clean and it makes everything scale perfectly to the site. Uh, sorry, makes the site scale perfectly to the size of the screen that you're looking at the, the website from. So it doesn't throw up like a random mobile optimized page. It just makes sure that everything is kept um, exactly the way that you want. And they use responsive web design to do that. It really is a very attractive thing. Um, Layout Engine is the name of Squarespace's page builder. This is how Brad built his page. It allows you to create custom layouts for each of your pages in seconds. You add blocks of content such as photos, videos, text, social media content, and tons more. They have great iOS and Android apps that let you view your real-time analytics that are built right into Squarespace. And you can also post um, right to your site on the go from these apps too. They have 24-7 customer support, live online workshops to help walk you through step-by-step everything you need to know to build your site with Squarespace. There's no credit card required to try them out. Just go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels and you can start a free trial there. That also lets Squarespace know that you found out about them through us and it helps support the show. Squarespace is $10 a month for their standard plan and $20 a month for their unlimited plan. If you sign up for a year, you'll automatically get 20% off. And if you sign up for two years, you'll get 25% off. 
If you do decide to purchase, click enter an offer code below the pricing information at checkout and use the code 70 decibels one for an additional 10% off. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. So there you go. All right, thank you, Squarespace. And if if I can uh, tack on to you there, I, I love how my site looks on Squarespace. You know, there's some tweaks I want to do. I might change the the colors, but I, I generally like the layout. I think my site looks even better on on my iPad and on my iPhone. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they do a really good job. And there's I, when I set up my site, there were, I did zero to. I think I think I I think I picked the font for mobile, and I think that was it for mobile. Um, for mobile devices, so yeah, that's the thing that with there because um, they I am I use version five for the seventy mm-hmm. decibels site just because you don't even want to know uh, like how that site is held together. It's just terrible the things that I've tried to do to hack it, but it works. But um, I had to make loads of changes to the um, the previous like their previous um, templates. Mm-hmm. But the new ones you don't need to at all. No, no, I just some just um, you know design type elements you know colors fonts things like that and uh yeah it it, it does really well uh, my site looks great and my I, my mobile sites look even better in my opinion yeah so true anywho not not to belabor the point but yeah I'm, I'm definitely happy with that especially since that took zero effort on my part to to for that to happen it just happens indeed, indeed. so what are we talking about today we're going to talk about our New Year's stationary resolutions. And uh, on the whole, I'm not a resolution guy. I've just never been. It's never my thing to say, okay, on New Year's Day, here's my list of resolutions. And, you know, I just always felt I'm just setting myself up to break that, <laughs> to break those resolutions. Um, you know, say what you, you know, say what you will on, on, on uh, my my commitment there, but I've just never been a resolutions person. But I always, you know, I'm always thinking about any time of the year. Um, you know, it does come up more around this time of the year. You know, some things I want to become involved in, or things I want to try, or things I want to do differently. And you know, I I never necessarily call it a resolution, but you know, there there's any time's a good time for a change. So you can make your new year's resolutions on new year's day, or you can make a resolution on July 23rd if you want. But, um, anyway, that's my, that's my take on resolutions, but I had started doing something on, I put a picture in and I'll, I'll go over it a little bit more. I put it in the notes. Um, a little bit before Christmas, I decided there was one thing I was going to change for sure. Um, with the way I do my notebooks and I'll talk about that in a minute, but, and I didn't even think about, well, let's do a panatic podcast about what resolutions we're going to have or what changes we're going to make in 2013 for, you know, our stationary needs. Then our friend on Twitter, who we both talked to a lot, uh, Kanuni Renishin said, Hey, you know, Mike and Brad, what are your 2013 stationary resolutions? I was like, Oh man, if that's not a perfect podcast episode, I don't know what is. Mm. And I, I don't know why it didn't even cross my mind. You know, when I was working on it a week or two before, um, but yeah, that's that's what it takes for me. <laughs> a lot is for someone to say, "Hey, by the way, this this sounds like a pretty good podcast episode," and I can usually take it and run with it. And uh, you know, all the listeners and, and readers are all smarter than me anyway, so I need those ideas. So thank you very much for that. And I was like, I replied and I said, "Oh, that's perfect." So let's do it. Um, 
And the one thing that I had started to put in place before this topic even came up was I have a problem with notebooks. And looking at our notes, we both it's it's funny. You know, Mike and I make our separate notes and copy them into our document. They're so similar. I mean, me and Mike are, are really on the wavelength, but there's some subtle differences in what I think we're each trying to do. For me, I need to consolidate the number of notebooks that I have active at one time. So I get you know, the reason why I ask our listeners for podcast ideas all the time is because I put my notes in so many different places. I can't find them the second time that I need them. <laughs> so, you know, be it digital, uh, be it on paper, you know, I've had, you know, on my Mac, I've had, I've got NV all, I've got it synced with simple note on my phone. I've had the clear app on my phone with, mm-hmm. with notes jotted down. I've got NV note. I mean, I've got snippets everywhere digitally. Um, you know, we've tried Wonderlist in the past, putting things in. Um, we've got, you know, Google Drive now where we're just kind of putting some updates in. So all this digital stuff. And then obviously being the pen and paper fan that I have, I've got, you know, a notebook at work with ideas, a notebook in my backpack with ideas, a notebook in my pocket with ideas. You know, something like I've got more quarter used notebooks than any person should have. I mean, and it got to the point where I can't find anything. I've got quarter-used notebooks everywhere, all over the house, all over my car. That's forgot I got another notebook in my car. Um, and then I've got a digital footprint that's just strewn about all over the landscape. You pick pick an app, and I've got I've got some junk written in it. So what I'm trying to do is organize all of my notes into one place. And for me, it has to be on that. I, I just have to use pen and paper for that. And so I've, I've picked up, uh, I've had it for a while and I never use it. I've got a Rodeo web notebook and I'm going to use that as my everything notebook. Um, that doesn't mean that go, it goes with me all the time. I'm still going to use one other notebook to carry in my pocket, which I do, you know, my dome paper, uh, leather, you know, utility notebook holder that I keep in my pocket. But any notes I write in there that are, you know, idea related, planning related, scheduling related, that's all going to get transferred to the one big notebook, which I'll always have readily available. It's in my backpack or, or something like that. But I've got too many notebooks and note taking apps in play, and I need to consolidate that all into one space to where I'm not looking everywhere for a note. Or an idea. I mean, I've got all kinds of ideas, you know, whether, you know, I've got the blog, I've got the podcast, you know, those are separate lists of ideas. I've got, you know, wish lists and purchase lists for things I want to purchase for the podcast and for the blog. Those are other lists. I've got personal things that I need to take care of around the house or things I need to schedule. Um, That goes in there. Everything's going to go in this notebook in some way, shape or form. Um, and that's just going to hopefully make my life easier to when I say, you know, Mike and I talk on Twitter is like, what do you want to talk about this week? I was like, well, let me look at my ideas for, you know, that I've written down for podcasts and I have to go six different places. Mm. Um, and that's, that's, it's a self-inflicted wound. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I just, I've done a bad job in the past about that. So I'm going to move that all hopefully into one space where I can, I can consolidate that and find everything easier. So 
that's kind of a big, big thing for me. And I think in that, the problem that I think I run into, and you may run into it too, is, you know, I, I buy a lot of stuff, um, that I don't, I certainly don't need, but, and then I, secondly, I don't use it immediately when I get it, but then I kind of get Jones and I was like, Oh, I bought this new toy. I gotta, I gotta get it out and, and use it, you know, start writing in this new notebook or something. And then I'll say, okay, I'll use, I used to keep, you know, one notebook for podcast ideas. Well, then I'd end up writing an idea down somewhere else or somewhere else digitally. And then next thing you know, I've got five of them going and that's got to stop. But, you know, hopefully I'll be able to use this notebook more actively burn through it and then start a new one that's my that's my goal so so you're using the the radio one um mm-hmm. primarily as your that's 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 your notebook that's what you're using right yeah yeah and i wanted something decent size that's a i forget what size it is i mean that's a your standard journal size um notebook and you know probably hundred and hundred and something pages we'll we'll link to it in there but it's you know it's like your standard size moleskin uh notebook um i i can't use the moleskin the the paper is just too bad for me i like to use my fountain pens in the the rodeo web notebook and i don't think i've ever re- reviewed this notebook as a matter of fact i guess i i, I want to a review on that because fountain pen inks work great in it yeah you should i mean i've been using a web notebook for about three months now and i'm just about to come to the end of it it's my work mm. notebook um this is going to sound strange. If I had a choice, I would go for the web notebook again. When I say I've got a choice, I, I have here um, two unopened moleskins. I have uh, one that the fine folks over at Squarespace sent me, mm-hmm. and I have an Evernote one as well. So I don't. I want to use those, I think, first, um, right. because otherwise this, this empty pile of notebooks, which I'm going to actually get to talking about in a minute when we talk about my resolutions, is just going to get larger and larger and larger. Right. So I I need to start chipping away at some of these. Right. Right. And th- and that's kind of how I feel too. I just need to not get too many going at one time, and that's always been a problem for me. You know, if you know, if I have a new idea or you know, like we moved into a new house, you know, back in the summer, so I started a house notebook. Well, <laughs> that's just one more quarter used notebook. I need it needs to go all together and and get all. I had a hard time finding the notes that I was writing down or remembering to do things because they were scattered all over the place. And, you know, that's a workflow issue on my part that I'm, I'm trying to resolve by keeping this one, one main notebook that everything goes into. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good idea. It's good practice. I think. Yep. Yep. Excuse me. So after I I did that a couple weeks ago, I started that and that's actually been working well so far. It's only been a couple weeks. Um, if that, and I've, I've had no issues with that. Everything's going in there. I, I find myself, um, you know, keeping that notebook with me, um, more often, more often than I would have thought. And, uh, so that's working well. So my second, um, and this is definitely more, definitely a resolution for, for 2013 is I want to get more into fountain pen inks. Um, you know, we talk about our pens a lot and, you know, which, which inks we're using and, no matter which blog post or which episode, which podcast episode we talk about, you know, the, there's always talk about, you know, what inks did you use to fill it with, you know, what inks are you buying, you know, what, you know, 
have you bought more another converter for this and you're you swapping out the inks and how are you doing this and it's all ink 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 and you know what i am jonesing hard i've been for a while on on inks but i've always had i've always been a little hesitant about the frequency of which i use things um use inks use different inks and want to give them a fair shake before reviewing them and things like that so i've decided that 2013 is going to be the year of the fountain pen ink for me so i hope to get a deeper dive and more knowledge and learn a lot more about fountain pen and inks because there's so much good information information out there i you know i asked for everyone to send me their favorite uh fountain pen ink and i got a ton of feedback tons of comments emails tweets everything you know and a lot of my friends in the the pen blogging realm they do some really beautiful beautiful ink reviews and you know i I hope to get there one day and expand my knowledge on that but i think that's just kind of a next logical step like i'm starting I'm past the dabbling stage in fountain pens, right? I don't have the knowledge or the the depth of a collection that a lot of people do, but I'm definitely past the dabbling stage in fountain pens. And so I think the next logical step is to really expand on my inks. Um, I did a kind of a small review about the uh, J. Herbin uh, Grease Nuage ink, which is kind of a light gray ink, which I, I enjoyed. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, and you know, that was just kind of to, to kickstart and open up the conversation on what, uh, what other inks people are using. And I kind of freaked a lot of people out when I wrote the post inadvertently saying, you know, that I'm going to basically alluding to the fact that I'm going to, everyone tell me all these inks and I'm going to buy all these bottles of inks. And <laughs> like my first two or three comments or emails were like, you're not going to buy all those bottles of ink, are you? You're just not going to start buying bottles of ink and start using those, are you? And I was like, you know, you know, there's lots of there's companies out there that do samples where you can just buy a sample. I'm like, whoa, 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 okay, everyone, take it down a notch. I'm I'm going to buy these samples first and then purchase the bottles that I like because, you know, I mean, my first list is already probably thirty something inks that everyone's been recommending. And I'm going to take some of the most popular ones, and I'm going to buy samples of these inks uh, to try. So I want it to be clear on that. You I'm not going to just be quite literally swimming in ink. Yeah. Oh, man. Swimming in my bank account would be empty at you know, $10, $20. Some of them are even $30, $30 a shot for a is bottle. Is ink expensive and then, bottles of ink? It depends. Ink? Like one of the one – um, one of the ones that I've been dying to review, this is – I mean for – a year or two, and I just haven't pulled the trigger because it is expensive. Is the pirate um, uh, pilot Iroshizuku? I think I got that right. Iroshizuku. They they run like in the upper twenties, I think, for a bottle of ink, and I, I forget the size, the milliliter size. Um, but you know, they're they're pretty steep to get involved in. But that's one that people swear by too. So I mean, it's got it gets nothing but positive reviews for the color and the performance and things like that. So what one was that, Brad? Sorry, I didn't catch the name. It's the pilot Iroshizuku. Oh, of course. No wonder I didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. Iroshizuku. I'll find it. We'll yeah, I'll send you a link. It's pretty much any any site you pick, you'll you'll find it. Yeah, I got it. Oh, I got um, it. The, co- the got colors it. are beautiful. Ooh, um, look at these bad boys. Yeah, it's pretty much strictly. I mean, I think it's. I think they're all Japanese released. Um, and then eventually the Pilot America gets some that they send to some of the vendors over here. But like a lot of times, jet pens, since they source straight from Japan, they'll get the new colors first 
and then sometimes you know a month or two later they they start trickling into some of the other stores around but the i mean they release like four colors every year or something i i don't know their exact release pattern but um they're hugely popular and you know people are waiting with bated breath for those to for the new colors to come in and yeah, they're you. always well reviewed and well received so and i've never tried one so those are at the top of my list but they're also like 30 bucks a shot i i need you to review these because they've got a vermilion red orange which is one of the most beautiful colors i've ever seen in my life so okay you just get to renew to reviewing any of them and then i'll know if i can buy this ink or not and okay. again i'm going to talk about ink in a minute yes yeah, so I, I did put a link in the in the page for everyone who was freaking out. Um, you know, Goulet, uh, Goulet Pens does a great job with their fountain pen inks, and they do some great color uh, color swatches and, and post them on their site, and they have tons of ink samples. So um, I'm definitely going to shop around for a lot of ink samples before I commit to full bottle so uh, everyone can uh, come down off the ledge uh, for that. Um, <laughs> I don't have the storage i don't have the use for that much ink and i certainly don't have the money to spend on that kind of quantity of ink so i will be going the sample route first so thank you everyone for your concern (laughs) so um it turns out there was a good reason that i couldn't find that that tweet that i mentioned where i uh, sent the picture of the ingenuity refill Mm -hmm, because you sent it on app.net it was an email so so i've included a link to the actual image uh, that i sent I'm not going to start including people's emails in the show notes. <laughs> That's a totally different line that um, I don't know if I want to cross right now. So yeah, so yeah, the, you will see the image in there, and um, I will give extra points. You will receive um, seventy decibels points for the first person who can tell me what is in the background of that image. Oh, cool! I'm gonna. I haven't seen the image yet. I'm gonna go with Death Star Legos. No. Although that's in the background of a lot of my life right now, um, <laughs> but no, you that you you will see it. The, the ink is resting on something which has been okay. on my desk for a while. So, points to the person who can come up with that. All right, free internet points. Free points. All right, a million. You receive one million seventy decibels points. Nice. You so shop in the seventy decibel store with those. Exactly. My turn. Yes, go for it. So leading straight in from what you just said, I want to try more ink, um, and this is because. You know, I like fountain pens. Um, I, as I'm actually, I'm going to group these two together because I have two, two here, two resolutions here. I want to find more fountain pens. Um, the Twisby being one. Um, our good friend, oh dear, who Stuart Hazley. That's it, Stuart. He said to me just before the show that he was going to pay me for every mention of his name today. That is not <laughs> Stuart one. Stuart Hazley. Stuart Hazley. Hey, we got a lot of ink to buy. Stuart Hazley. Stuart Hazley. <laughs> So he, how much uh, was that? We said that he w- we said we'd include his review, right, of the Diamond Twisby. Yeah, let's hold off on that because he did the review. I read it. I loved it. Let's save that for another episode. I'm going to put it in the show notes anyway, though, because okay, saying. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Link to the review, but we we want to uh, elaborate that, elaborate on that um, a little bit. Yeah, because I have. Yeah, I I, I want to. I still need to get one. But yeah, reading his um, review has made me sure that I I really do want to buy one. Um, so I am going to get one. Um, so yeah, that that's let's say that's, that's a pen I want to try. Um, so I want to say yeah, get into more fountain pens, find more new fountain pens that I've not come across before. I, I want to find those too. That I think that would be quite cool. 
Um, and I also want to try more ink. You know, I feel that these two things go hand in hand. Um, so, you know, I'd like to try out some of these inks that we've just mentioned here. I have, you mentioned the J Herbin. I have some J Herbin ink cartridges that I got with a recent purchase I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. So I want to try some of those out. And just find better ways to deal with that as well. Because, you know, every time you want to try out a new ink, you've got to clean everything out, you know? Right. So I, w- I want to just find new ways to uh, to to get... Maybe people want to contact me and tell me, you know, I'm sure everyone's going to say, no, sorry, Mike, you just have to wash the thing out every time. Uh, which is, you know, it's frustrating. But there might be better, better ways of doing it. I don't know. There might be little tips people have got, like about an amount of ink to maybe put in a converter instead of using cartridges and all that sort of stuff. So as as I got... As I think we've both got more involved this year with the actual pens themselves. Well, I know I have. You've always been this involved. I now want to get into what goes in them as well and, and finding some real great ones there. I'm thinking about maybe getting another uh, Lamy. Um, just do, do they do any higher-end bodies at the Safari? Or should I just look at a, a different Lamy because we just expect the nibs to be similar? Well, the the AL Sport is a direct relative of the Safari. It's the same design, but it's made up with an aluminum body. Um, so, it, but it, it looks exactly the same, except it's shinier um, aluminum, and they're about ten dollars more. So, they're in the same the same family. Um, outside of that, they don't make a higher end Safari. What one was and that? It, sorry, the the AL Star. Excuse me, I said AL Sport. I'm not Kawakos. It's AL Star. Yeah, they look just like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so that's the that's the base upgrade of the Safari. Then after that, you're getting into their other lines. Yeah, but I would expect you know, similar quality. And so yeah, I want to try some of those out. I want to try more inks out. Um, I also want to use more notebooks. I mentioned I've got notebooks everywhere. I feel like I could use them more than I do, especially because I want to this year get my first Field Notes Colors subscription. So if I'm going to do that. I'm only going to start doing that when I start using notebooks more, and I feel that I could use them a lot more than I do. So once I force myself into doing that, as a little reward for doing absolutely nothing of value, but just to reward myself, um, I will get a Field Notes color subscription. Nice. That's good to, good to have a goal. Indeed. Indeed. So but there I, you go. I think, you, I mean, we're obviously, you know, we're going down the same paths here, and it, it's been part of the learning experience and the transition into, you know, things that we enjoy using and get a lot of, you know, enjoyment from using um, and then learning more about them and finding more. And it's just kind of like this, uh, this never ending cycle. I, I, I do have a, I have a random question for you mm-hmm. and it just popped up when you, when you were talking about trying to find more fountain pens, have you ever heard of a brand called, Platinum or plat- it, apparently it's a British brand. Brand it's not platinum, like which is the Asian brand. I don't know if they're Japanese or Korean or whatever. But there's a platinum, P L A T I G N U M. I just saw both in the past month. Both jet pens and Goulet pens have carried this brand, so they must be making some kind of push. But it's apparently a British brand. Hmm. I'm at their website right now, and I don't believe that I'm familiar with them. Yeah, I'd never heard of it till it was just funny how I saw them both pop up on these two sites right around the same time, um, and I was not familiar with them either. You know, it's a um, it's more of a budget brand 
uh, pin. At least, I, I don't know what their full lines are, but both of them are stocked in the same pin, and it's like a $25, $30 kind of entry-level fountain pen. looks very um, – I don't know, there's a brand called Tombow. Looks very Tombow-ish to me um, in their design. It's nice. It, they're nice-looking pens. I've just never heard of them or used one. So I, since it was uh, a British brand, band, I keep wanting to call them a British band. Gosh, but um, I didn't know if that was something that you had run across in any stationers over there or anything like that. I don't. I don't recognize it, and it looks quite nice. It looks like a nice little pen uh, for thirty yeah. bucks. Where the yeah. plat- platinum. Platinum, maybe. Time. Yeah, I'm, I don't know the exact pronunciation. Could be way off, but yeah, it's it's an it's an interesting take on platinum, but it's not. It's platinum. So they've got uh, jet pens have two different models. So uh, I'll put those in the show notes too, in case mm-hmm. people want to see want to see them there. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone's if anyone's used one of those, tell us tell us what you think because I, I certainly haven't. I would love to have another um, another budget fountain pen a uh, good quality budget fountain pen to recommend to people and to try out myself you know the the, the Lamy sort of uh, price range and, and that level of quality which mm-hmm. is as we've mentioned many times is a very very difficult thing to find it really is it really is I've just found while searching Lamy they do a T52 fountain pen ink and ink blotter tape combo mm. how yes. awesome is that yeah so that's you can cool. So, like, you've got the ink bottle, and then you've got, um, like, blotter tape to rip off at the end to, to damp, like, to, to pat down the... Uh, yeah, the clean it up with. To clean it up, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've oh, seen those. Yeah. Those are pretty neat. That's cool. So, Lamy ink and blotter tape. We put that in the show notes, too, for people. Anything else we want to talk about today, sir? Have I, have I adequately resolved for the year? Uh, I think so. I think so. I think it's going to be a good year. I mean, I think it's the the biggest thing is it's going to be a learning experience, you know, for me and, and you know, I'm, I think you as well. I mean, this is um, it's kind of a new realm and it's just I don't know, I guess it's a natural transition almost at this point um, to to the things we're using and things we enjoy using. And, you know, it took me a long time to learn about, you know, a lot of the pins I was using before. And I think this is just going to be a continued uh, fun learning experience to learn how a lot of these inks deal, handle some of our pins that we already have or what new pins we come up with. And uh, I think 2013 is going to be a pretty awesome year. Indeed. I'm very excited already and I can hear my wallet crying out um, in pain. Oh, for sure. For sure. So there we go. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Brad, thank you for joining me. Um, I think people already know where they can find us, as we mentioned uh, earlier on in the show. I think we have covered it. And uh, if anyone you know, subscribes to us in iTunes, definitely please uh, rate us or leave a review. We would greatly appreciate that. Oh, yes, of course. We don't mention that enough. Yeah, it really helps people find out about the show. Tell your friends about The Pen Addict, too. I'm sure that they'll love it. So, uh, yes, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Addict Podcast. I am Mike, and he is Brad, and until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.